Welcome, goyles and ghouls, to another special episode of the Mystic Mitten Radio Show. The Mystic Mitten Radio Show is intended for audiences 18 and older, so beware of scares and swears ahead. My name is Hillary Stone, and today I'm joined by my co-ghost hostess with the mostest, Jessica Crutell, and her husband, Mike Miller, along with my lovely husband, Austin Wagner. Do I say hi? You can. Totally. Hi, Austin. Hi! (laughs) Hi, Mike. Hello! (laughs) Today we're going to be chatting with the men behind Mystic Mitten and learning what it's like to be married to female paranormal investigators. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to to be recording with you guys. This is kind of a little full circle moment for us, I think. Is it it like a uh, a come-to-Jesus moment now where we're going to have a... A hard talk. Yeah, a hard talk. Hard hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty, <laughs> the deep stuff. The did, stuff behind Austin, the didn't you cut your hair? Huh? Didn't you cut your hair? Yes. Yeah, you no longer have the Jesus hair. You can't <laughs> say that anymore. Well, well semi. Well, I, I rushed into the bathroom to start manically cutting my hair on my own, and uh-huh. my wife intervened, and uh, reason oh, uh, took precedence. <laughs> And she stopped me and she helped me out because I was just going to cut into it. Then I told her to put uh, lightning bolts into my hair and all kinds of crazy stuff. And she wouldn't. I didn't. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> did not. But you know what we are going to do with your hair, Austin? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> do you know what we are going to do with your hair? No, what? <laughs> Voodoo doll? So... <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, the I, I mean, giggling doesn't set a man off. Okay. I don't know what will. Yeah, it shriveled a little. <laughs> so I'm learning how to make um, Victorian morning hair art. Um, so <laughs> Hillary's already um, gracious. Uh, what am I trying to say? Genuous. What? Gracious. Gracious. No. Uh, donated my hair to you. What is yeah. that? What's a Victorian hair art? So it's basically where you take human hair and you braid it with wire and you like make flowers and art and stuff out of it. So Hillary's already offered to <laughs> contribute your hair, your luscious Jesus locks to my <laughs> art project. <laughs> I've never seen hair made into wire sculptures and flowers and such. So I, I'm interested in seeing that. It will be beautiful. <laughs> it's better than a banana taped on a wall. So I at least there's that. <laughs> I do like how your first guest was Voodoo Dolly. Do you really enjoy that your your brain went there? I'm trying to stay on brand. Well, it was very on brand. And, you know, if we're being honest about the way that the situation developed, I took very careful care in tying up the hair that we did cut off. Now, for the record, when your hair, it's an undercut situation. So when your hair is totally down, you do still have the Jesus look. That has not um, completely been rebranded. Uh, ah. So don't worry, Mike. It's all good. There's still luscious locks yeah. for everyone to worship. Jesus, Jesus when it's down, for, Jesus when it's up. It's, you know what? The look just wouldn't be the same. Generously. That was the word I was trying to say. Because <laughs> generously decided to offer Austin's haircuts so, to me for my craft project. <laughs> and FYI, those are totally being made into voodoo totems. So don't worry about it. Of course. Please, just drive a yeah. nail through the middle of it. Oh, okay. me. Right in half, please. This is our local nihilist. So Jesus still walks in this house. So that point A, that's the most number one, most important thing there. Number two, when I walked out of the bathroom, the first thing I did was grab my phone. I had this this 
handful of hair. And I went to my phone and I was like, Jessica, I got the hair. And like, or it was like, I immediately go to tell her, like, I got some hair for you. And I spent about five minutes, probably way too long laughing to myself because I've been very obsessed and fixated and ruminating a lot about, you know, the things in my life and others' lives that uh, the church would have burned us for or killed us for um, hundreds of years ago and how um, having a large lock of your husband's hair and, uh, you know, conspiring with your best woman friend to perform uh oh immediately to the state <laughs> immediately to the gallows we would have been you're, dead you're burned right about? you're fucking doomed witchcraft oh, yeah. <laughs> we've probably done five things today that would have got us killed in the 1800s i can only imagine so you you better watch your fucking back because we have your hair so a little side part to this too for anyone that you know like doesn't actually follow me or friends with me on facebook so I, I'm learning this craft of, you know, like Victorian morning hair art. And I post on Facebook, like, you know, how we, we had posted once for Cadaver Dog. And people are like, why do you need a dog body? <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> so I have people, like, just messaging me. They're like, oh, I found my hair. Or here's my hair extensions. <laughs> this is great. This is great. There's, like, my friend's hair on my kitchen table for, like, two weeks. You know, totally normal. This is what my life Exactly. <laughs> I do love hair. Oh. So, on the subject of creepy and weird and spooky, um, I think, you know, the people listening probably really want to know what each of your personal take on the paranormal or your views on the paranormal or the existence of paranormal phenomenon. Do you believe in, Ooh. you know, certain things or are there certain things that are silly to you? So, um you know, maybe Mike, maybe we'll start with you. Where, where do you stand? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, to be completely honest, I would be more of a skeptic than anything. But based off of the show it to me and I'll believe it, because I already know, like, I know it's real. But seeing as I've never had a serious firsthand encounter with something paranormal my mind just doesn't believe it, you know? Sure. Like, the same way. It, you know, I, I know it's real. It's got to be. I, I've seen too much evidence and, and, and heard too many stories from so many people to not believe it. But until it happens to me personally, I remain a skeptic. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. I think, you know, a lot of times we have conversations with people where they, have, you know, haven't been able to have an experience or haven't had a um, an experience that they uh, can't explain or would describe as paranormal. And that doesn't mean that they um, discount other people's experiences or um, aren't open to having one of their own. They just haven't had an opportunity yet. And that's completely fair. Um, I think that's probably even, I would think, um, you know, a, a smart way to approach uh, thinking about this kind of stuff too it's like the jury's still out until i have my own right. uh personal experience to to you know go off or my own frame of reference what about you Austin? i want to believe yeah that kind yeah. of yeah 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 um my take on the paranormal as a whole yeah well i guess um i i i i kind of mirror a lot of what mike's saying uh in the sense that i'm open so I'm, I'm ready for somebody to, to present me with something um, 
some kind of evidence or is there or even a story i I'm, I'm i'm willing to believe a story i believe people do but i'm i'm kind of uh how would you say i'm kind of agnostic to the whole paranormal thing in general where i'm not ready to believe or disbelieve um and I probably have kind of like a, a very boring, almost borderline nihilistic view of um, what I'd be presented with. So, I mean, for instance, and I think I've made this anecdote with you in, in talking about other people where they would say to me something like, um, oh, you know, I believe in Bigfoot. I have this, this evidence of Bigfoot and like, we got we to gotta know if it's real. We got to find out. And these people who are like hunting down paranormal or... Um, cryptozoological cryptozoological Would that, I guess that'd be the yeah. classification where they're like hunting down these things and they're like we gotta find it we gotta find it we gotta know the truth and my my boring nihilistic view of it is okay you bring me evidence Friday <laughs> to the whole world that Bigfoot's real or there's aliens and they're here among us I don't know how that's going to change my day to day life I really don't know. If you were to tell me this Friday, we found Bigfoot and he's real, the next thing I'd be thinking about is, did I pay the electric bill or is that, like, that, that kind of takes more precedence to me. So, so, so it's like, it would, be, it would be great. It'd be cool if these things existed and if somebody brought it to me, I'd be like, oh, far out. That'd be, that'd be great. But then, like, the day, I think about the day after we find out uh, aliens are real. Like, what do we do? We're kind of like, yeah, yeah. I guess aliens are real. So it's uh, on Netflix. You do <laughs> react that way, and and some of you listening may be wondering, well, how the hell do you live with Hillary and you live with this paranormal investigator? And there's all these wacky, wild, and wonderful things that have happened to you two. And don't you come home with stories and impress the shit out of your husband? No, absolutely not. Your general <laughs> modus, like your 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 main mode of operation. Your modus operandi, if you will, yeah. is unimpressed. You're just, and he does. He says this. He goes, so what? I can't, I can't quit my job tomorrow. I'm like, we, this crazy shit happened. This happened with Jessica. I felt this thing, and then we found this picture, and we were at the library for two days or whatever. And he goes, he will literally say, great. Can I quit my job tomorrow? Don't think so. So do I care? No, don't care. <laughs> I am the, I am the sentient embodiment of a wet blanket. You are. Saying. <laughs> or you're scared. That's the other. That's the other dark reality. That could very well be true. Is, Jessica, would you say is that? Does that speak to? And I, you know, Mike is not as aggressive as Austin. I think in his take personally, but you know, is there a level of fear that you think? Open. What do you think? So yeah, I think like Mike. I feel like there's been times where we've showed him things, or I've shown him things, and he's been genuinely like, oh, okay. But like at the same time, though, like I feel like both Mike and Austin, like they could be slapped across the face by some unknown unseen entity a handprint left on their cheek and they'd be like oh it's really windy outside <laughs> exactly 100 percent. We're, we're big dumb men hmm. we need we need objective realities we need substantial <laughs> things to to, to tackle uh, otherwise we really don't know how to operate i don't know <laughs> what am i gonna do you got a ghost you got a ghost is the pizza you ready? Know- you, the, the, what you just said is not wrong. If you got a ghost, you got a ghost. <laughs> like, is, is it going to change my worldly view on things? No. Is it going to solidify my belief system in the paranormal? Yeah, maybe. But is that going to change my everyday, day-to-day routine? No. You know. 
But I think I think something about Mike, and I try to stay this way too. But I think, unless I'm mistaken, Mike's like this, where you're you're still, you still encourage and you're still kind of enthusiastic towards the whole process, right? Oh yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. And, we, and, we don't want to be complete downers. <laughs> no, no, <and> yet. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, even if I'm just trying to be supportive in what my wife does, even if it was just that, I would try my best to be enthusiastic about what she's telling me and the stories that have happened and what she's doing. I would still try and, you know, put a little, you know, kind of effort into following what's going on and right. trying to be enthusiastic for her and, and to support her to continue it yeah. because, it makes, you know, it's what she wants to do and it makes her happy. Um, and, and I wholeheartedly support that. So even if it was something I totally, totally hated and was so entirely dreadfully boring <laughs> and just obviously downright dumb. And sometimes I still it feel is. Like, yeah. Would you just take right a look now. at that? Would you look at what that? What you're telling me right now is that all of the times I've showed you clips, you're just acting. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. His voice caught him in his man lie. He's trying to For be all cool. those women out there listening, you know when a man is lying. And I know you know when a man is lying. And that right there is proof. Exhibit A. <laughs> Oh, what are you going to do? We're big dumb animals. It took it to the extreme. But what I'm saying is if you showed me something that was totally potato level, like if you if you opened up a box and look at this and it's a moldy spud, you know, I would still be like, wow, look at the fungal growth on that. You know, but I mean, you don't normally do that. So I appreciate it. Thank you. That's 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 an interesting thing you say, because I've I've kind of had that. uh, uh, reflection with Hillary where I tell her, you know, um, y- yeah, it, it would be great to acknowledge or like, it'd be great to see, um, something paranormal or some evidence or something, or like see something that totally blows my mind. Um, but I'm just like, I'm just as impressed when I go in the backyard and I'm like, oh, we got a lot of dandelions this year. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm, so I'm kind of like, I'm impressed with everything, and I'm I'm like that too. I'm like a I'm like a wow. The world is magical. I don't I don't necessarily need a ghost, but if there's but if there is ghosts, throw those in the mix too. That'd be cool. But otherwise, I'm just as excited watching watermelons grow. I'm like that's fucking magic. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Has there, so let me ask you guys, son. Has there ever been any time where we have presented you? With an experience that we had caught, whether it be an EVP or, um, you know, like a video clip or something, has there ever been a time where we presented you with oh, yeah. some sort of form of evidence where you were just kind of like, hmm, well, that could be something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But what's the one time that stands out for you both? Um, uh, oh, uh, um, I was really, so I've only been on a handful of investigations with you two. Um, but I, I've seen the evidence of other things and I've heard EVPs and stuff. I think the one thing that was really weird for me, uh, was that the first, like, on-scene investigation you guys did at that one, um, the cemetery, and, um, you guys were doing that EVP session, 
um, near that person's grave, and there and there was all these things that were coming back, and that were like pointing towards um, something that happened. Like there was some kind of later on, you did some investigation where there was some kind of like somebody got murdered with an axe or something like that. I can't. I'm paraphrasing, and I'm not. Being, no, you're right. I'm yeah. not. I'm not painting right, the, great, right. the best picture of it, but um, there was that, and then. Once I listened back to the EVP stuff and started, like, putting together the picture of, like... And it wasn't, like, like post-investigation um, where I'm, like, I'm putting these pieces together myself. I was just... You just presented me with, like, all this EVP work and, like, all the backstory of it. And I'm like, huh, holy shit. All that does link... That all kind of, like, fits together, all that information. So I was like, that's... If I'm being extremely skeptical, that's a giant coincidence of really specific events that tie this whole story together, or I don't know what. And the I don't know what kind of made me weirded out. So I was like, hmm, maybe that's the maybe that's the paranormal. That's the the paranormal lies in the I don't know what. So much of this too, and that's you were there. And Jessica and I have little, it's like highs. I hate to use that word, but that's kind of how it feels. These little highs of linking information like that. And then if you're not there, there's always the, well, I wasn't there. And I, I can't ever know for sure. Right. But you guys were there and participated in that. And I mean, that was a very extreme experience. I'll give it that too. That was a very memorable and extreme experience. It was very but, charged. Yeah. But yeah. I mean that there have been more of those experiences too, but you being there, I mean, that really is the key, I think, to a lot of, for, you know, for the skeptical believing to, or just, you know, to move away from using that word or self-identifying as a skeptic, because I think for both of you, and I'm really excited to hear what Mike's favorite moment is too in a second, but I think for both of you, there really is an undercurrent of acceptance. I think if we're, if we're listening to the language that you sure. use and the way that you talk about the subject, you're indifferent to it because you're you're already kind of like, yeah, I know that's there. And until I see something really cool or I have a really uh, profound experience on my own, my opinion of that isn't really going to change. So I'm just not as interested in it as you guys. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What is your what is a standout moment for you? You know, I'm not entirely sure. If 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 you go off of the question, is like what 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 is one of the things that kind of kind of makes me think, huh? There's really something to this. You guys have shown me many EVPs and, and different types of evidence that you guys have, have have captured. And any one of those bits and pieces of evidence gives me that feeling of, like, it's not that I don't believe you. Like, I totally wholeheartedly believe that that's what you guys captured, as long as it's, you know, something that's, you know, feasible for my mind to, to think that way. But, um the one that really got me was like the first EVP you guys got was that little, yeah, it's uh, from the cemetery. Yeah. The little, it's her thing. Yeah. yeah. That, that one was, I think one of the first one that you guys, but when you guys started doing this together, um, captured and that one kind of really stuck the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost forgot about uh, that. Stuff one. is yeah. more closer to home than you think kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And what was really special about that, too, is that that was, like, our first outing as a group. And, you know, both Mike and Austin came along for the ride at that, and that's the Memphis Cemetery. Um, and you can find that, you know, on our YouTube if you wanted to kind of poke around with that one a little bit more. And let me but add, let me add, 
that nobody believed me that there was some kind of weird murder scenario that was going on behind that big orb where there was police tape and a, and a rotor and a basketball, all these weird items. There was so, something happened. Yeah. I swear to God, some weird shit went down. Continue. Sorry. We'll put the we'll put the link to that video in the description yeah. for this episode, <laughs> this so you can check well. it out. Yes. <laughs> but that was kind of cool, though, because it kind of set the whole pace for us. You know what I mean? Like we just went because, like, I had heard the stories and I'd been there before, and you know, and like that whole experience was really, really cool f- for so many different ways. And um, you know, we brought some friends along, and we met some new friends there too in the process. But for us to you know, walk away from our first investigation as a group and have both of our husbands there with us in that moment. So they knew for a fact that there there was no one there who would have said that when we captured that it's her EVP. It's, it was just amazing. I'll never forget that moment when I was reviewing evidence. And this was back, you know, when I was still living at my parents' house and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh, what? And I like play it again. I play it again. And I just call everybody. I'm like, get in here. <laughs> Put on these headphones, put on these headphones, and you just see them, and I'm like, that's pretty crazy for something like that to pop up and happen on our first group outing ever. Oh, yeah. It was a juicy worm. It was meant to be. That was meant to be the carrot in front of our faces that kept us rolling. I really think that because, you know, we were, you know, in a totally different place. I think we were even, you know, I was super naive, so I think we were kind of naive. You know, even, and I think that getting that chunky bit, that little golden nugget of evidence for us was enough to keep us hungry and motivated and curious about everything and open-minded and, you know, have a certain like, oh, that's what we're trying to get again. How do we replicate that situation or encourage that? You know, so I, that was, I mean, such a gift. I look at that as such a gift. Can I put on, can I put a tail on that? Sure. All right. With now, in regards to something you were saying earlier um, about you were alluding to the fact that maybe the fact that we were there, we had some kind of different charge to the whole experience. Right. I think that's what you meant. Um, and, and there's there's some truth in that because there's been some investigations that you guys have done that I've only peripherally witnessed um, after watching footage and stuff. I wasn't there. And I didn't get the same feelings as maybe the the two or three times that I went out with you guys and I was there and we I was kind of experiencing what was happening minute to minute and like hearing some of this stuff live. And so I think there's there's something to be said about that, um, that even if you are skeptical or, you know, you're just kind of um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to feel, but but. If you do it, if you go and do something live like that, like participate in a live investigation, I, I think there's a, I think there's an entirely different energy to it as opposed to just witnessing it, you know, peripherally, like I said, like just, just watching a video of it. Um, and I don't know if part of that was me like charging myself up or like getting like make myself ramped up or kind of like feeding off your guys' energy. Or it would be or it's because like I was having a tactile experience mm-hmm. and that maybe kind of led me to be more opened up to it and stuff. So I, I don't know, there, but there's something to be said about being there and doing it or like, you know, so everybody who's listening, go out and go hunt some ghosts. It's much different. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, again, you're participating. You're part of the experience. It's one thing to watch somebody or a group of people have an experience and a whole other arena and experience to be there or participate in something yourself. And, you know, some of that, too, I think can be, you know, said for different locations. There's, you know, different levels of activity and, um, you know, every place is different. And we have gotten very lucky in the places that we've chosen to go or been invited to go. And there's been some, um, you know, good stuff to interact with or um, activity to catch or spirits to communicate with. But not every place that we've gone to has been, I guess, as fruitful as far as evidence collection goes. But that isn't always our goal necessarily either. Mm -hmm. So I think, Jessica, you know, that's that's something I think that we've kind of gotten to a place now where it's like evidence collection isn't necessarily the number one goal. It's great if we can do that and we're getting a little better at juggling that. But, you know, early on, it was so nice to have Austin and Mike helping us and holding the cameras. So we're so <laughs> grateful to you guys. Thank you so much. We wouldn't be here right now if it weren't for you. <laughs> Woo! Well, I appreciate helping in any way I can. Aww. And I love you. Oh, I love you. We love Aww. you. Aww. 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 You guys love each other, too. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I'm not going to say it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you one thing if I can add on to this. And I keep saying that because I don't know how to jump in and out. You're I'm just, a guest. I'm, I'm not a, I'm Come not on a, in. I'm not Mr. Radio Guy, okay? <laughs> but um, there was um, so there was a time where you guys investigated this place where there was like a bridge involved. I can't remember all the details. You'll probably know exactly what I'm talking about. There was this bridge involved and like back into the property where this bridge was, like further back, there was some like old house or something. It was the Denton Road you're talking about? That's it. Yeah. Okay, that's the one. And so... <laughs> I started getting kind of charged up because there was this girl there with us who was getting a little freaked out. And I was alone with her on the bridge when you guys were going down and getting um, uh, uh, footage from underneath the bridge. And she started kind of like, kept like, you know, looking over her shoulder into the woods. And like, I started noticing it from the corner of my eye. And then I started having that thing where like, well, what the fuck's in the woods? Maybe there is something out there. What the fuck's going on? (laughs) And And then I start just hearing stuff and I'm like, it's a squirrel, it's a squirrel. And I started hearing, like, I'm like, no, there was a human footstep. And so, like, her, so I'm feeding off her energy, and she's clearly, like, freaked out. Now, I'm Mr. Like, eh, it's nothing. This shit doesn't exist. And now I'm sitting there, like, there's a woman with robes in the woods, and she's got tentacles coming out, and she's coming right <laughs> after me, and she's going to suck me into the void, and I can hear her, and I know that's her. So I'm getting all charged up on this girl's fear, and I'm, like, getting this... Like making up these scenarios in my head, so that was, yeah. that's just part of doing the live experience, I guess. That's part of being there and experiencing it tactile and per and you know just being part of the experience, right? See, but okay, so to use that experience or that that investigation is an ex- excuse me, oh my goodness, example, example, Excalibur. Ex- yeah, example. <laughs> so that was another one where we had a very weird experience where we all heard a voice. And it sounded like we were confused, like, was there somebody um, walking on the sidewalk or was there somebody shouting out of the car or whatever? So that was another thing that you were around specifically to witness again. Yeah. That, what was your take on that scenario? That was, oh yeah, that was an odd one. And then there was this this thing with um, me and the other girl who was there were witnessing these weird lights these these odd i think it was like these these weird blue lights that were kind of like emanating in a weird way off the water behind the bridge to where 
it, it didn't really make sense because we were like watching cars go over. They weren't reflecting that light. There was no uh, street lamps right over the area that we were looking at, so nothing was there. So, so I was, I was like, hmm, uh, swamp gas or something. But it's like a little running. <laughs> ri- yeah, that's. A, but I'm like, you know, trying to like debunk it in my head. But I'm like, that's a running river. It's not like swamp gas is building up in here and stuff. And then you guys, then you guys started saying you heard that voice. And I think if unless I'm remembering it wrong, we kind of all heard it in unison, mm-hmm. right? We all kind of like went like looked at each other and went like, what was that? Yeah, all kind of at the same time. So yeah, and then there was nobody up there because you can you have a clear view of the bridge, so nobody's by there, and the property's way back this way, about like, kind of almost a mile behind us, and then ahead of us where it's just just like um, wetland where there's no houses back there. So anything we would have heard would not be crystal clear like it was on top of us, like it was, like it sounded. So that was that was um, yeah, that was odd, yeah bizarre mike i know one of my favorite experiences involving you was early on in our uh our private residence investigating career too um uh-huh. when you had the dream about the little girl when we were um investigating the house in harrison township with the hatson bueller children yes what do you remember about that well, what do you want to know i mean i remember pretty much most of it so what was it like to have, because you had a very vivid dream. So you had a, a vivid dream of a little girl who was holding your hand and disappeared and she had this period clothing and it was a, a unusual character to show up in your dream, correct? Yeah, I, I, I would say so. As far as, as far as dreams go, usually your dreams replicate what you see in your real life or they reoccur things that you previously dream about. So a lot of times it'll be in the same location or the same people. Um, in this dream, it was me dreaming about this investigation that we were going to go on. And, and I don't know if it was because of all the investigating that I was doing into the, the, the children and the families that previously owned the properties or if it was something paranormal, um, that, that's the, the skeptic part of me. Um, you know, so I don't know why I had this dream, but but the dream was very, very clear. A, a young girl who I do not recognize at all whatsoever, you know, holding the hand of a woman and then just completely fades out of, fades through, you know. And it's just so, such an oddly specific dream and obviously you know on the skeptic side yeah i was doing a lot of research about it i was looking at old photos of these old children of the schoolhouse near there and so could that have been conjured up from that absolutely um could it have been something paranormal i don't know maybe here's a question for you that i guess i never really never really thought to ask you because you said we were all standing around yes in your dream when you went to the house when I mean, you went to the residence was it kind of like a deja vu feeling like that was a house that was in your dream or was like the house not even a feature in your dream and it was no. just us standing around no, no house at all blank okay. room blank room but how often do you even rem- remember your dreams i feel like you don't really <laughs> never. you never remember your dreams and that's I, what's fascinating I would, about say, it. I, would, I would say in the course of a month i remember maybe one or two one dreams. or two max yeah so it's an yeah. unusual thing 
It is, yeah. Yeah, it's an unusual thing. And obviously it was on my mind, and obviously I was thinking about it and looking at it. So on the skeptic side, yeah, I that could totally be the reason why I had a dream that correlated with the investigation we were going to have, what, three, four days later? Um, you know. I think something that was really cool about that, though, that we didn't really know prior to going to that residence is that um, Stella, the daughter, the little girl, is like the most prominent of the characters of the spirits that are kind of lingering around. And Stella pops up at other houses where they see, you know, a little girl that fits and meets the same description. Mm -hmm. And that Stella is like the most prominent of the children who make their presence known time to time. So it's kind of fascinating that out of all of the kids that you had seen the pictures of, it was the one girl in particular who is the most commonly spotted or experienced. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a, in, in earlier to what Austin was saying earlier in this was there are so many coincidences if you want to be a skeptic, but if you you just want to, you know, throw, throw into the belief, belief system of it, you know, jump in. Yeah. If you want to just jump in, yo, man, I had a paranormal experience in a dream. I dreamt about this, little girl who's you know still lingering in these residences in this one specific area and who is particularly connected to to women who wants to be closer to women she was trying to hold a woman's hand you know so if you want to jump in that's my response if you want to be a skeptic man i was doing a lot of research on the family the properties so I could go either way with it. And in like my original statement, have it happen to me. Do it. You know, conjure up in front of me and say, dude, I'm real. You know. Even when that happens, though, and that's the one that and you knew I was going to talk about it. There was this time where, and Hillary, I've mentioned this before, I think, briefly in passing. I swear to God, if this is the hotel room. This is the thing. hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, we're in the for hotel it. room. Okay? So we... Are huge roller coaster fans, ride warriors, and we love Cedar Point as well as Kings Island. However, Kings Island's just a hair farther enough away from where we live in Michigan that you can stay the night and it makes sense where <laughs> Cedar Point is, you know, a couple hours there and a couple hours home. So Kings Island's just long enough there that it makes the most sense to just spend the night. So we're staying the night. The hotel room, our floor, we're like at least three levels up. At least. Yeah, and it's third level. It's storming outside, so and, and it's Those like lines. it's crazy storming outside. So we're awake because we're we're higher up on the floor. There's lightning, you know. Our windows mm-hmm. are like kind of shut, but the lightning is so bright, it's crazy. Yada yada. Well, at the same time, it was like very pretty lightning, you know, like where it's like beautiful flashes and the soft rumble, of the thunder. So it wasn't like a yeah. Shit, there's a tornado, you know, I'm stressed, where are we going to go, we're at a hotel in Ohio, like, what happens, like, it was like a, a, a soothing, like, midsummer storm, essentially, and it's, like, late, and we're both looking towards the window, and I'm not even kidding, there was a shadow that, like, reached up the ceiling from, like, in the hallway area, and it was, like, crazy, and, like, I, like, lay there for a second, 
and Mike lays her for a second. We're both awake. We're looking out the window. And, like, eventually I think I said something. I was like, did you just? He's like, yeah, I don't know what that was, blah, blah, blah. So I made him get out of bed, and I made him go stand. And, like, it was their standard hotel room setup. Everyone knows, knows what that, that's like. So he stood, like, in the doorway right by the, where the bathroom is, and I had him put his hand up. Now, Mike, how tall are you, 6'5"? Six, 6'3", six, 6'4". Four. Six, four. Okay, so Mike it's like a pretty big dude. He puts his hand up, and when he puts his hand up, only then was there able to recreate a shadow in our hotel room at a similar height to where we had seen the shadow. Ooh. And Mike witnessed that. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like it was a car light. We were on the third floor of a hotel room. Yeah. Oof. And the shadow came from inside, and he was able to recreate it by standing in the hallway and putting his hand up almost touching the ceiling, and that, that was what caused the, the, the shadow was from the, the bathroom light being blocked out. And he witnesses this, and he sits here, and he's like, oh, it was a car headlight. We're on the third floor, son. Unimpressed, he's again. A car headlight. That's crazy. So there's this random hotel in Ohio by Kings Island. I think it's a Wingate by Wind- Windenham or something fancy sounding. <laughs> yeah, it is a Wingate. Yeah, it's, it's a one of those in our hotel room. <laughs> Super spooky. We both witnessed this weird shadow figure happen, and here he is, all this time later, saying that oh, it was a car light. So Here's funny. the thing: when, it, from my point of view on it, it was most definitely from what I saw, because because the entire night you could see light coming through the window. And the, and the light would come through the window and kind of make these weird shadows on the ceiling and on the wall next to it um, with the street lights down below and, and the lightning that was happening. And that's what we were watching when we were laying in bed because we couldn't fall asleep because of the thunder or what have you. And to me, it honestly just looked like some weird play on light where it was shining through the window weird and casted some awkward shadow. Now... Did it look like some sort of figure? Not in my opinion. It looked like a straight line. You know what I mean? It it it, it looked like someone held a flashlight to our window and and drove by. It. You yeah. know what I mean? We're on the third flight. It's see, and this is this is where we get heated. <laughs> get spicy. Over like like his floor. his logic doesn't match my logic because he's rationally trying to think one way and I'm rationally trying to think the other way and he's thinking that it's not something and I'm thinking that it yeah, is well, something. You know, <laughs> Regardless, something weird happened in that hotel room that night. Unless that goosty goober can climb stairs. But it's, and it's not even like two, like you can't just wave around outside of our window. We're on the third floor, you know what, what I mean? What if there was a wacky, waving, inflatable arm tube man? Floating. It got blown off from the car dealership down yes, the road. Exactly. <laughs> one second. Just only there for a moment and then disappeared yeah. with the same yeah. mystery that he. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, it was outside of, of Kings Island, but it was just south of Wickapark. <laughs> off the freeway? Off the freeway. <laughs> That's a hot weekend for leases. You never know. There could have been a lot of inflatable fits. Just south of Wickapark. <laughs> Can. Can ghostly goobers walk upstairs? <laughs> I, I don't know the mechanics of ghostly goobers. Can that honestly be the title of this? Can ghosty goobers climb upstairs? I think we found we'll find out later. next time. I know. I will tell you though, Rob and Stephanie came with us that trip. They had a different hotel room. We told them that story, and they were like, "You just see their eyes get big because they're interested in it." And they are like our biggest supporters, and I'm so thankful. But like at the same time, they're both like a little like, ah, "I'm a little scared." <laughs> 
Those, those. So they're they're glad that that didn't happen to them that night. I'll tell that you that. Much. Those lovely people wouldn't even walk through a scare zone at Cedar. Point. No, that's true. They won't. They won't do the scare zone at Cedar Point. Oh, putting no. them on blast. They're easy to spook. Very easy to spook. You can burp and scare them. <laughs> so can I ask you guys, since you're men, and I'm yeah. just curious, this isn't you know anything, allegedly allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't anything personal. This is just a uh, you know pure curiosity. Oh God. Um, I am wondering, you know, if some of your stance as um, skeptics, or I guess you're taking the identity or the position of or describing yourselves as skeptics, does some of that come from a place of feeling like if you were to um, kind of like you described, jump in and be open and believe all that stuff, does that challenge your masculinity at all? Or is there any element of that? Or am I off base on that? Huh? You know, I, I, I that's, Putting that's, that's, blast there, that's a very talking. interesting topic because I would, I, I, if you want to go masculinity route, you would have to separate things like to answer your question, I would say maybe, because if you ask me, does believing in cryptids challenge my masculinity? Hell no, because those things are fucking scary. Okay. (laughs) Okay. If I'm walking through the woods and Bigfoot's behind me, I'm peeing myself. All right. Yeah. Okay. Muscle mass, dude. He's pure muscle. Okay. Do you see like anything against Bigfoot? Yeah, him versus that Thor Bjorn and Florgan guy, you know, the, the strongest guy on Earth. He's done. done for. Bigfoot, 10 and 0, easy. easy. Like, Bigfoot would literally kick your ass and you would be dead, like. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, you know. But, 0% body fat, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. And then and then there's, like, you know, if you want to go in the, the, the other direction, you know, you want to go, like, aliens. Same answer. Those alien, things no. are freaking terrifying. No, thank you. I do not like to be probed. Okay, no, thank you. What the gray aliens? No, 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 no. The ones with the tentacles that you oh, saw. Are we talking window. Independence Day? Yeah, 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 yeah. Possess yeah, yeah. you through the window and make you speak and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, I'm done, son. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm out, son. A gray alien? An X file alien? I'll, f- yeah, yeah. I'll fuck you up. I'll suplex you. Right <laughs> I'll mess you up. But the tentacle boys with the armor and shit? Listen, no. man, they just got too big of eyeballs. You can just give them the old, like, point, point, and, you know. No, you just, they're just there. To, you just show them a peace sign. So that, like Lisa Frank. See, that's the thing. Is Lisa this? Aliens? Yeah, you just Lisa Frank alien. You just you give them the little Lisa Frank peace sign, and there they're chill. You're fried. <laughs> this <laughs> 90s binder. To, to Hillary, to finalize my statement. Yeah, please, yes, please. Personally, no. I wouldn't say believing in the paranormal has any effect on masculinity. Um, I would say being terrified of it and refusing to acknowledge it, now you're definitely issuing your masculinity. Huh. You know what I mean? If, 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 and, and that's the thing. I think if you had an experience and are open to it and you're like, well, dang, there was my, there was my realistic experience. It happened. I'm a full on believer. There it is. You know, there's no issue at all. You know, but if if me saying, you know, I'm not a wholehearted believer because I haven't experienced that and it's it's because I want to be a big strong man and things don't affect me and yada yada yada. No, I don't necessarily think so. Not for me anyways. But that's completely maybe fair. maybe maybe you know, maybe for other guys, Austin. 
<laughs> Before we let you answer, I think I'm kind of and and I think the analogies we chose are kind of telling and, and amusing to me. I'm wondering if we have a little bit of like a boy toys and girl toys situation here like cryptids aliens cool sweet ghosts who you guys have nice experiences with yeah. and heartwarming stuff it's like you're like i don't give a shit about that it's not dracula or godzilla and i don't care yeah okay <laughs> all right yeah he has his little like you caught him in his little his little like his his lie face he knows he's guilty i will be he has the guilty look you know right what's now. really funny you're absolutely right on that statement because if you told me you guys were dealing with a demonic entity i'd be in a hundred percent f me up mr demon but if you told me there's some sweet little girl who's haunting a residence i'd be like oh okay cool i don't give a shit i'm out yeah, and okay. that's to be honest yeah. you know it's like oh all right well our spirits aren't tough enough there's thousands of those but you tell there's yeah. like some sort of factory out in the boonies and there's some sort of demonic entity like like possessing people and I have the chance to go there and get, you know, visions of, of hell, like I'd be in the car. Yeah. You know? Like, yo, let's get on that. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Well, when we up the ante, we'll be sure to let Mike know. You know, Austin's guilty of, of the same charges here. He really is. So what is what is your whole take on this Am question? I? Yeah. So, so as in regards to how does my masculinity play into my perception of this? Or does it? Not, or, do, or does not, it? There's no accusation here. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No challenge. I don't know. Should I, take the whole, should I take the whole Darwinist approach where I go... Um, you know, does does my reptile brain give me some kind of biological incentives to be uh, protective of my spouse or something like that? So in that, does like something that I can't challenge or something challenge my masculinity inherently? I don't know. But <laughs> the fact but, that you made it about physical challenge, but, I think, really well, outlines well, well, <laughs> the issue. A, I guess. Well, there's your evidence. I'm a global guts guy. What can I say? Um. Can't, but, 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 I can't wrestle a ghost. I don't believe in it, damn it. You know what? And that was my, I didn't even consider that. And that just kind of came out naturally. So I guess, you know what? Take me to the, take me to jail. I'm guilty. But you, you, Austin, Austin yeah. did you just refer to, to guts? That, yeah, I said global guts. <laughs> she said physical challenge, so I, but global guts popped in my mind. He's still he's still dreaming about getting that piece of the astro crag or whatever. No, the astro uh, crag. For one, it was Listen. the agro crag, and I could, and Mike would, have, Mike would have guided me right up there. And if I saw Mo, I'd slap her right in her mouth and say, "I'm going right to the top of the agro crag, you English such and such, and I'm getting that son of a bitch, and I'm beating that kid from uh, Zimbabwe." <laughs> And you know Japan, what? and that fast little kid from Japan. I'm getting to you, the top you, first. You're right. You're right. I would too. Being six four, I have this you, you, this this advantage God known reach, as bro. long ass legs. Right. But here's the thing. God gave you ligaments. Even. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Um, even as a child, I knew Mo's haircut was effing stupid. Was it? What was wrong with her? Dude, she had she had she had the the salary of a. A syndicated TV show, and she's getting her hair cut at Bowricks like that? What is that? It was the 90s, you guys. I guess so. Whatever. Listen, if you're thinking Bowricks wasn't around in the 90s. (laughs) Is Bowricks a new institution? No, I'm pretty sure Bowricks wasn't around in the 90s. You're wrong. I'm investing in Bowricks. It's going to be the new Lady Janes, but for for women. (laughs) But but I will tell you something. You 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 made a funny point there. Where you said, um, 
oh, are ghost girl toys and yeah. like Godzilla is that boy toys? May, I, maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's something to, because, you know, me and Mike growing up playing with toys, we had very tactile toys and we had a, a set experience that we were kind of um, encouraged to play out. I, I get the army man, I get the monster, and I kill him and we fight. And I don't know, girls' playtime is a little bit different, so does that play into the, our instincts of if it's, if it's a ghost, I don't give a shit. If it's a Dracula, I'm, I'm on it. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> there might be something to that, though, because, you know, like, like a, a girl's version of play as a child is much different. Yeah. You know, we're giving personalities and hobbies and traits and, you know, opinions to inanimate objects like, you know, like dolls or teddy bears or whatever. So um, we have that little bit more of like an emotional connection to yeah. our play, whereas yours is more on like the violent monster. Yeah. We really take the, the cutest things on earth and, and decide destroy them. how they yeah. can how kill can each we, other. How can we blow this up? Let's go get some how, firecrackers from yeah. the liquor store. And, Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> the boys are evil. Boys are pricks. Man, we suck. Men suck, man. Let's go to the matriarchy like it used to be. Let's have human sacrifices of men to our overlord goddesses who give us bounty and fertility each year. I'm so in. I'm so in. I'm in too, dude. Let's start a cult. Are you um, volunteering as tribute over there, Austin? Absolutely. I will bring bring growth and prosperity to the fields with my fetid blood. Oh, yeah, you would. (laughs) I like this. This is going well. Great. I, I'm glad I could showcase my 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 hyper femininity, my hi, my hyper praise of femininity on this because I want the audience to know, I'm I'm a very big uh, fertility goddess, pagan, uh, matriarchal worship. It's very kind of important guy. that the populace accept that. This I is think your, that's yeah. cool, man. I know. I I think sure. it's fucking cool, dude. I, you're not. I'm not arguing. All right. Well, I thought you were. Not at all. Well, get in the kitchen. See, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, a little twist on there. See, I knew that was coming. Oh I knew it was coming. That's why you hear me verbally. I'm like, my boy, I'm braced for it. I'm like, you know, where's this? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Are we as soon as we hit the stop, if we, this is going. as yeah. soon as she hits stop, I'm in for it. What cliff are we driving off of today? Adorial <laughs> rules. So on the subject of masculinity and femininity and, you know, to kind of touch on our final topic for today um, and begin to wind down here, um, what is it like for both of you to be married to female paranormal investigators? Like what is the, you know, if you had to summarize the experience, I know Jessica and I were joking a lot about like, oh, we come home at 5 a.m. all the time and you don't know where we've been. LOL, like we're so spicy and whatever, but we're just out in a cemetery getting dirty and talking to the air. So what 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 is your... <laughs> you... First and foremost, yeah. I'll tell you what it is. It's a lot of uh, reassurance and attention <laughs> that I have to pay to watching the same couple of clips for several hours as you edit them and look through them and listen to things and go listen to this and i go i've listened to it five times i want to be done can we stop but it's different this time you have to listen to it now (laughs) it's a lot of i I didn't expect to be um in the investigation field and now i'm starting to realize that it's a major pain in the ass (laughs) especially behind the scenes um but 
uh, how do you would you did you mean anything more specifically? Like, how does it feel to be married? Just generally? Well, I mean, I didn't really expect, I didn't plan to be an investigator either. I mean, that's yeah. a side conversation and not why we're here today. But, you know, I mean, you did get kind of roped along into it. And I, I you know, you are, you bought me a camera. We wouldn't have been doing this if we didn't have a camera, wow. all of that. So I thank you for your support. That's been Men great. to serve. Uh, but, you know, just, just as far as the whole experience, I mean, maybe you don't have any other frame of reference because you've only been married to me and you just know me and this is your only <laughs> worldview and you, this is all you know and this it, is it, your normal day of life. I don't I, know. I'll tell you this much. It's very, um, it's like there's strange plateaus that I'm on that I've never expected to be on because I've spent most of my life like just in my mind frame of this is what I believe and... I've never seen anything else and I don't expect to see anything else and I'm not really seeking out anything else. So um, when I'm confronted with these things that you bring home or that you tell me, then I have to kind of readjust my my worldview and my perspective of these things and my um, my willingness to participate in them. So it's... it's, it's uh, very personally, just for me, it's it's a weird place that I never expected to be in. But it's fun. I'll tell you what. It's it's aggravating. It's frustrating. It's annoying. But it's kind of fun, and it's sort of magical, and it's Aww. sort of like a cool adventure that I get to be part of. I'm like the the unwilling sea captain that's being dragged along on this adventure that I didn't want to go on. But I'm kind of like, all right, we're in we're in it now, you scurvy dogs. We got to keep going. So yeah, except you're not getting paid. No. Well, neither am I, so... Not nearly as much as a pirate captain. <laughs> <laughs> neither am I. None of, us, none of us are getting paid. This is a labor of love, that's for sure. What about you, Mike? What What is your heartwarming... Or non-heartwarming? I mean, you just... Your, I want your raw honesty. Yeah, do. What, do, what is your grand takeaway of being married to a female paranormal investigator? You what know what? That? I kind of love it. There's definitely some downsides to it with, you know, it, as her husband, I want to try and make sure that she's safe, that she's doing things safe, that she's going to be with safe people, people she knows. And there's the whole safety aspect that I think about. Um, but as far as her being a paranormal investigator goes... I love it. I love having a wife that is driven to do something that she likes. That that took something that me and her used to talk about. And I get to make fun of you a little bit here. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's not really. It's both of us. We're yeah. making fun of each other. Um, <laughs> when we first started dating, we would call each other on the phone and literally watch ghost hunters every wednesday every wednesday together on the phone and go oh, did you see that what did that sound like to you when we were first dating that was seven, seven eight years ago wow. yes. something like that and to see her take her interest seven years ago to this point now and to see her progression i love that drive that she has it's amazing to see and and being able to support her and to push her to have her go as far as possible and to do this and to be happy doing it, I thoroughly enjoy. 
obviously, yeah, there's some drawbacks. Like, if she's not home, I probably ain't sleeping. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be up. Um, and anytime she's, you know, planning something or, or doing something, I always try and, and kind of pay attention to what's going on and, and kind of make sure that she's going to do everything, not right, but have the best chances to do everything right and not run into any hiccups or run into any issues. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there's some stuff that are, that, that's added to it that's not so fun. But to see her striving to do something that she loves, I like that a lot. Aw, you're getting teary-eyed. That's so sweet. Thank you. Oh, I know. It's so sweet. This is a giant mush fest. I love this. This is the Aww. best episode ever. Gross. <laughs> Aw, you guys are so sweet. We love you so much. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Well, yeah, get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. I know, right? You always got to end on that note. Always got to have the last word, the last misogynistic word. I love it. No problem, honey. What do you want today? Ham and cheese? Goodness gracious. I take peanut butter and jelly and so does your wife. Thank you very much. Exactly. That's With true. the red jelly, not the grapes. Yeah. I don't purple oh. ones. I'm going to buy purple seeded. No, like, oh, the God, seeds stop. In it stop. No, it's got to be red. I don't care if it's raspberry, strawberry, as long as it's red. Red you know jelly what? is pretty good. Purple. I like purple though too. Purple jelly is good too. Don't don't be and marmalade. All jelly. All jelly. <laughs> Hillary, I'm right there with you. I love all jelly. Oh, the so orange good. one. Oh my god, I all love. Right. Okay, on toast only. <sighs> well, anyway, now I know what I'm gonna snack on later. But well, thank you, Austin and Mike. You have been lovely, lovely guests. It has been so much fun chatting with you. We'll have to maybe check in with you guys again in the future. Absolutely. They Anytime. haven't done any radio voices. Oh, well, would you somebody like to do a radio voice for Can our they sign off? audience? Should, uh, <laughs> yes. Do like a ramp up? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're here on the Mystic Mitten Radio Show, and we want to give a big shout-out to all those weekend warriors coming down, and we're signing out here tonight, and we're... Uh, I'm spiraling off. I can't do it. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Like I'm, not even, I'm not even going to one-up that. I, I love it. You need it. Where's, where's Dave and Chuck the Freak? We need Dave and Chuck the Freak in Austin. All right? Get that that's, all you, that's all you really need. That's 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 all you need in life. Donka Shane, my friends. Oh yeah, you know what? Not a problem. Not a problem at all. I'm not even gonna do it. <laughs> Alright, well I'll do it. Well thank you guys so much for joining us for the Mystic Mitten Radio Show. I hope it was worth your while. In our next episode, we'll be warning you about hitchhiking ghosts and tag along spirits. But in the meantime, make sure to check out our videos, follow us on social media, wash your fucking hands, and stay spooky. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.